Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 341, and today we'll be talking about Space Invasion from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, Oscar, way too good a host. <laughs> the best host, with some amazing catchphrases, and unfortunately it takes license therapy to resolve just how good of a host he is. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if the shark should have done that. Oscar could have made some serious money once he had uh, made his blood there. I mean, Puddle and Puddle and King were giving him trial by fire. Yeah, this is a uh, man, such a such a terrible situation for Oscar to be in. I mean, this is this is absolutely Oscar at his well, not Oscar at his worst, but Oscar at a moment which feeds on his <laughs> worst tendencies, which is. Being, you know, a little subservient, a little awkward, a little shy, and they're just completely able to take advantage of him. It's actually, do you think Oscar spoke his true thoughts, even when he was wearing Mr. Crocodile, you know, expressing just how much he was unhappy? Like, it still was pretty, he put it in pretty cushioned words still, how he felt about having Puddle and King over for so many days. Well, remember, Hedgehog had to really work him over to get him to want them to leave. He he really values being a good host. He does, over his health, which he hasn't slept for like four or five days, which is, you know, otherwise used as like a torture technique when we try <laughs> to prevent people from sleeping. So I, you know, can't have been good for him inside his head. You talked about how Oscar at his best slash worst is super accommodating. I I noticed that when Puddle and the King were like, Oh, yeah, you know, we didn't actually have to stay here, Oscar. We just like to stay here because you're such a nice, accommodating person. They they basically explicitly said, Oscar, we were only staying with you because you go out of your way to be nice to us. And it's like, they just admitted to taking advantage of him, but they put <laughs> it in such kind words. Right, like if you deconstruct the sentence, it's them just saying... Well, if we can step on you, then we will. <laughs> so yeah, like that's I, I I know the aliens have that a sinister side would be not quite the right way to put it, but like they're very juvenile in their well, I only have enough room to care about one person in my brain, and so that person is going to be me. <laughs> Pretty much. And they they the way that they look at things and evaluate things so quickly, like just very quick childlike judgments. Look, you know, we peer into Hedgehog's cabin. Eh, looks too much like a hospital. <laughs> it's too sterile. Hostel. Oh, I thought they said hospital. I, I heard hostel, like just uh, bare bones accommodations. Oh, I thought they meant it looked too sterile. Oh my goodness, who knows. Uh, But yeah, of course, Oscars was already, you know, coded in things. I love that that was the purpose of <laughs> the suitcase, was just to explode and uh, make things more... More homey. The bomb has been planted. Of course, it is, in fact, sort of their homes, though, because I forgot about this, you know, critical reveal in this episode that it was revealed at this point, oh, we built the cabins, the aliens built the cabins, and it's very small, but it's also painted directly onto the bed frame, (laughs) like, made by aliens. They were paid for their labor, or should I say their king was paid for their labor. Yeah, he he doesn't redistribute those taffies, does he? Uh, no, I've never seen it. Well, he 
He might. He certainly shares with Puddle, although he had to start out stealing them. <laughs> yeah. Although he, I guess he did only steal them as a way to flirt, so. <laughs> eh. Doubtful. I'm going to put doubtful. Um, we're talking about that uh, alien episodes from season three, by the way. I just want to point out, I didn't see a single disco nap happening during that episode. Did the, did the clown aliens oh. not do the disco naps or, or what? The continuity, once again. Yeah, who knows if that's a deep part of, you know, this mythological creature or not. Like, do aliens really disco dance or is that just for the purpose of this episode? Also, poor Oscar trying to do a little disco and finding that it does not help him go to sleep. <laughs> maybe, maybe it can be like in Doctor Who where because there's so much time travel happening at any given time. It's not so much that we're retconning things, it's that when we set down continuity, we have no expectation that it's going to hold, so we don't bother remembering. That's almost like its own category, isn't it? Doctor Who level continuity. Like, it'll be continuous except when it's less convenient. I was thinking just today about all the alternate futures we've seen of the Earth just in the new Doctor Who's, you know, ever since the, what was he, the ninth Doctor? Mm Mm-hmm. Ever since he picked up Rose. We've seen, a, we've seen a few futures for Earth. Except sometimes the timeline is the same timeline. I mean, in general, well, yeah, the way time works in Doctor Who's strange, because a lot of times they just navigate between it, and sometimes they change the future, but sometimes they don't, and everything remains the same, and who knows. And uh, I, eh. I couldn't keep following it. Season 9 was great, though. If you see a police call box in Summer Camp Island... Maybe that will explain the lack of disco naps. Maybe. <laughs> Food for thought. I, you know, it almost is like continuity. I like seeing Susie's, you know, development on her opinion of Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, where she just says, as they're walking away after she can no longer spray them, like, darn it, Hedgehog, sometimes I almost like you. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe Hedgehog is cool. It's it's my cabin. If they if they don't like it, they don't have to stay here. It's not foreshadowing, but it is uh, an invitation for Hedgehog to like her more. Since uh, of course Hedgehog is going to become a witch. Well, I mean, she would only she she was only able to grudgingly admit that she could tolerate Hedgehog when Hedgehog could not hear her. So yeah, it's an invitation for the audience to speculate. But I like that. Isn't she supposed to know that Hedgehog is going to be a witch ahead of time, though? Like, she should already be trying to warm herself up to her Mm. mentally. I don't know why she picks her as an antagonist so early on if she's going to be critical to her plan. Who knows? Well, I mean, remember they, uh, you talked about, they revealed Oscar as a glowworm and then did, I don't want to say they did nothing with it because the, what they defined a glowworm as being like Oscar lives that like Oscar's living that this episode right he technically is always living it so it's the perfect it's the perfect power because they literally only have to have it in that one episode and it really doesn't have to be referenced again ever except for maybe when somehow it takes a literal magical manifestation again in some finale it's like if there had been a character on summer camp island who was like a spelling bee champ and like every single episode he was in he was spelling a complicated word because of reasons and then you get revealed that oh you're a, a spell you're a <laughs> you're a magical creature that always knows how to spell anything and it's like oh okay you, you picked a perfect power for him then well it's almost like it's just their genetics it's like hey oscar you're predisposition to help people 
and be kind to people and be empathetic to people. But actually, it's not just genes, it's midichlorians. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, t- temperament is in large parts genetic. So, I mean, that makes sense. Or they're secret little glowworm magic leaking out of your body. Yeah. Either way. Midichlorians, baby. Yeah, <laughs> just midichlorians. I never thought the Jedi would be administering blood tests. Never. <laughs> did they Literally did they blood tests. again how did we detect the magic in kids did they all get um you know somehow they're like why is my school running a blood test drive and Susie's in the back in the mm. van that pulled up who you know convinced the principal that of course blood testing is a normal thing we conduct all around the county for the school i think they have a magical map so i, I guess the i think it's just like game recognizes game right yeah i guess if that map identifies anything because they did have a witch map once you got to watch out for you know errant bugs that look like dots what i do want to know though is how come all the magical people were in new york city i mean i i know some people would say new york city is a magical place but right surely paris or disney world are equally magical well it wasn't all new york right they're from massachusetts a lot of these Mm. kiddos right no 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 uh oscar and hedgehog are from jersey yeah, you're right. <laughs> New Jersey. I love that it's not a terrible place, unlike in Steven Universe. Well, I mean, uh, Jersey has been cleaning up its act, even in Steven Universe, so. Very true. Maybe Oscar is just a, a few years down the timeline. Speaking of timelines, what historical figure was <laughs> Oscar representing in his acclaimed musical, More Ups and Downs? I mean, all I can think about is the the captain from Pirates of the Caribbean, so I don't think that's it, because I think whoever it is did something French. So I'm assuming the yo-yo was, in fact, invented by a French person, and that's all I got. (laughs) Wait, do you have any reason for suspecting that yo-yos come from France? Is that a thing? Didn't he say something in French uh, (laughs) after Puddle, after the alien's applause caused his mother's vase to crash? I didn't catch that. That's funny. But is that just like Stevens Arrivederci? <laughs> the, the Italian comes out of nowhere? I don't know. Hmm. You see, okay, poor Oscar, that vase, like the way that Hedgehog, you know, brutally murders him by saying, I think your mom's going to be pretty surprised that it's a vase <laughs> when she sees it. Like <laughs> the cruelty, you know, it's like Oscar does not leave episodes unscathed like he's he's too pure for this world and he gets a little bit criticized for it and i don't know how i feel about that in it's like summer camp island likes keeping that edge of not just being purely having all the characters accept each other and be nice like sometimes there's still that edge of cruelty but it seems to be coming from a nice heart or a nice place but i don't know hedgehog's really just like I, th- I think there are just points at which she accidentally leaks it out. Like, she she doesn't mean to. It just happens. I just feel like it hasn't been presented in the show yet that Hedgehog is... Like, Hedgehog has never been made to feel guilty about the comments that she makes about Oscar, right? Like, she tends to be in the right for pointing out Oscar's behavior. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, Oscar sometimes needs to improve... His, you know, spatial awareness and awareness of the consequences of his body movements and stuff in case he, you know, (laughs) breaks your sandwich or whatever. But other times it's like, 
it's just who he is. So is it worth criticizing his pot making skills? I'm sure he knows that the vase isn't amazing looking either, but like, no, um, he's, he seemed genuinely clueless about the low quality level of his face. Just be an honest friend. Don't make cruel marks under your breath. It's harsh. I don't know. And you know, this is where I start feeling like hedgehogs just kind of mean to Oscar a little bit, but he doesn't know. It doesn't hurt him. He wouldn't understand it, but uh, I don't know. He's such a glowworm. Even if he did know, he would probably be like, oh, well, she needs to let off steam so every so often. So that's okay. He's just, he's so sweet. Look at how he handles himself in the bathtub. You know, he know, he doesn't realize oh, the baths yes. aren't the cleanest thing, even though his water, bath water tries to warn him about it. And then no, that, was the, that was the bath bomb he used. Right. The, the bubbles. Yeah. That was telling him, actually, you should be showering. And then, which is weird for a bath bomb to say, because it's their only purpose, is to be in a bath. Yeah. So maybe it's really a self-preservation thing. But, you know, he doesn't care that there's no towel. He's like, I'll just dry myself with toilet paper next. <laughs> which, I feel like that comes from a specific experience. I was like, did I ever do that as a kid? Like, oh, there's no clean towels? What are my alternatives now? That that is a, That would be a mistake, using the toilet paper, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I think I definitely, you know, have we all been there with the hairdryer? Like, I definitely just, I was like, all right, there's no clean towels as a kid. Gotta go to school. How fast can I dry off with this hairdryer? Which doesn't do anything. You need, you need friction. You need, and you need some to absorb. But, you know, but Oscar's unfazed. Like, he's so sweet. Now, since we're talking about the bathroom scene, I just want to say his cabin has a bathroom under the trap door. (laughs) Is this like, I'm getting flashbacks to Ice Bear having his own private bathroom here in the fridge. Or under the fridge, I should say. I just love bathroom reveals in cartoons. Like, we waited so long to see the inside of Steven's bathroom <laughs> in Steven Universe. And then that was the most exciting thing to happen in that episode. It, exactly. I mean, it was in the description. That was the most exciting part. We yep. finally got to see the inside of Steven's bathroom. They held nothing back in the description. They they dropped the most important part first. And exactly. only. That should have been the description of this episode, honestly. We finally find out the location of Oscar's bathroom. That would have been a beautiful homage. I hadn't really thought about the fact that the cabins were just cabins and didn't really think through, like, they've never shown us a bathhouse or anything, but it makes sense that they all have individual bathrooms. It's nice. I liked when Oscar, by the way, after... Going outside to talk to Hedgehog, wrapped up in the shower curtain, he, what would you say, slithered back inside? Very funny. <laughs> I liked his tied up, the way he tied up his ears, too, for his bath. Well, there are always cute details in a Summer Camp Island episode. Pajamas even had a fantastic line about, oh, I guess you're gonna have to line dry like a gentleman. <laughs> pajamas is so great. Does Pajamas get washed in a laundry machine? Like... Would that be an know. okay experience? He'd probably find it fun. Or is pajamas the type of, you know, oh, I never wash my bedtime wear, you know. It's too, you know, personal to me, so I never wash it. I don't know. Yeah, I think there comes a point where you have to. I guess if he's been line drying. It just seems like a very, the whole thing is very uh, unsettling. Getting thrown around in a laundry machine, being hung to dry. Although I guess pajamas could reach up and unpin himself if he if he needed to. He wouldn't be stuck yeah. there if someone forgot him. I mean, people go to wave pools. People do go to wave pools. Is that is that related to 
Oh, you're saying loss of control? Yeah, yeah, being tossed around in water. People, some oh, people find that fun. Yeah, yeah, could be like that. I mean, remember, uh, pajamas, actually, no. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Does pajamas face a risk of drowning? I know he assumed Jim Jams was at a risk of drowning, but is pajamas actually? Because he was pretending at that time. I mean, so this is a great question overall. All of the sentient creatures... Do they, they don't have organs, they don't have lungs. Does he need to breathe or is he powered by magic and he just has a mouth because that's a reasonable manifestation of a thing that would produce, you know, language. Hmm. I'm going to assume that his clothes, he's not at risk of drowning because, you know, you normally wash clothes and you have to be able to wash them. So that's, that's my hypothesis. Pajamas doesn't eat either, right? Uh, I don't think so, no. So it doesn't eat, doesn't. You know, could go underwater. This could be a special skill. If you could, like, swim deep in the ocean. I don't know. Hmm. Possible future needs. You never know if you need to... Oh, that would be... Oh, I'm already seeing Jim Jams. Like, risking his life. Swimming down the bottom of the ocean. Never see him again. I, I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking... Pajamas has a career ahead of him as a Navy SEAL. Or, or her, I guess. <laughs> I always think of Pajamas as this, a man, but... This is why... The governments of the world can't find out about the magic on Summer Island because they'll just be like, oh, creatures that don't need to breathe or eat? Enlist them in the <laughs> Marines and the Navy and the Army. We will offer you enticing enlistment bonuses and pay for your college education. <laughs> yes, I can, I can see Pajamas tearful to finally get a college education. What would Pajamas even major in? I mean, you know, because he can actually, he doesn't need to breathe, he could do underwater basket weaving, you know? Ooh, yes. Like, all the way underwater. All the way underwater. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Space Invasion. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. So, uh, David, you feeling... Are you feeling doomed yet? Doomed? Like, doom, 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 doomed? I've been feeling a sense of impending doom. I guess we'll I guess we'll just have to see next week, won't we?